Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Dallas, Texas, it's time for Dallas Business Radio. Now, here's your host. Welcome to another episode of Dallas Business Radio. This is Lee Cantor, and this is going to be a great show. Today, we have with us Brisa Renteria with Improved Growth. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Well, before we get too far into things, can you tell us a little bit about Improved Growth? How are you serving folks? Um, I am the CEO of Improved Growth, where we help companies make the right sales higher 99% of the time. So um, how, how did you get into this business? So I came from the sales consulting and training space, um, did that for several years, and I found that, you know, you, you could be training a lot of times the wrong people. And the main thing that we sold was sales training. So, you know, companies would bring their 10, their 10 person team. And what we found was maybe a third of them would get better. The rest of them didn't. And that was just terrible for us to be in. Right. Cause they're going to come to you and say, Hey, how's that, you know, that training stuff. And what we found was, you know, a lot of times you could be training the wrong person, just like you could be onboarding the wrong person, just like you could be managing the wrong person. Um, so I learned a lot just being in that sales consulting space. So you realize that choosing the right person is kind of the most important part of this. For sure. Yeah. I think, um, I I think processes, sales processes, metrics, analytics, I think that stuff is great. I think you have to have it. Um, but I also think that in order for that stuff to work, just like in order for training to work, you have to have the right people in place too. It's kind of like having, like cooking something, right? You can give me a recipe and I could try to follow a recipe, but I could tell you somewhere along the way, I'm going to mess it up, right? Either I'm not going to get the temperature right because I have a hard time following instructions, um, that sort of thing. So I think, you know, having the right person in place makes a huge difference, especially if you have the right processes, you have the right management in place the right culture, the right training, it, it, it all kind of falls up, falls into place once you have the right person. Does the right salesperson kind of have similar characteristics or is every kind of situation different because they got to be also a culture match for the company? I would say um, everyone's different, right? And what I mean by that is not only the individual are they different, but everyone in a company has a different selling environment. So, for example, a tech, a technology company, um, it's a completely different industry than, let's say, the insurance industry, right? But although they're different industries, um, they may have a lot of similarities with their sell cycle. Um, who is it that they talk to, the size deal. And I found that, you know, when companies are going out and they're hiring for salespeople, they tend to look for someone that can go out and make friends, right? Someone that's not afraid to go out, knock on doors, um, somebody that has never met a stranger, somebody that's likable. And although that stuff is important, it doesn't necessarily translate to, is this person going to sell? Um, the criteria that companies need to start looking at is what is our selling environment, right? Who do we sell to? How long is our sell cycle? Um, what's our size deal? What are the objections that we're going to end up with whenever we're taking somebody through the sales process? 
And when you go out and you hire people, salespeople, you hire salespeople that have dealt with that, right? You, you hire salespeople that are familiar selling to CEOs, if that's who you sell to. You hire somebody that's familiar dealing with the type of objections that you all deal with the type of objections with. So um, I think it's taking a look at your sales environment and finding someone that has already been successful selling in that sales environment. So do you think that you can take an individual who maybe doesn't consider themselves a salesperson and train them to be a salesperson? Or is it better just to find people that have, you know, 80% of these qualities and just tweak the last 20%? I think you can turn people into salespeople. Um, If they have the right sales DNA to be a salesperson, I think you can, you can train someone to become a strong salesperson. And what I mean by sales DNA is I mean like the gut system that a person has to go out and succeed in a sales role. Um, I'll give you an example. Um, One of our clients uh, is in in the technology space and um, looking for inside salespeople when we first started working. Um, And originally what he wanted was he wanted people in the tech industry. And when we had a conversation, I said, well, have you ever thought about hiring people straight out of college? And, you know, in the tech industry, nobody really wants to hire somebody straight out of college because they don't come from sales. You got to train them. You got to teach them. But what you often find is somebody that has never had a sales job and is straight out of college. Right. So they have some debt. Um, they're, They're a clean slate. Right. You can train them. Um, to be the type of salesperson that you want them to be. And if you have someone that has a strong sales DNA, right? Somebody that's not afraid to knock on doors, somebody that's not afraid of rejection, somebody that's able to sit down and have a, 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 a money conversation with someone, then it's just a matter of giving them the right skills. Um, so. Now, um, do you have any advice for companies that, um, haven't done this before and are now maybe hiring that first salesperson, are there some do's and don'ts? Yeah, I would say, um, for, and that's a great question because I come across this all the time. I would say companies need to focus on having a recruiting process, especially right now with unemployment and unemployment being where it's at it's going to be very easy for companies to get people in the door, right? There's going to be a bunch of candidates out there looking for a job and they're going to be applying. They're going to be wanting to go through the process. And when companies get in that situation, it's, it's easy to say, Oh my gosh, look at us, right? We're, we're, we're in a choosing situation, right? To where before a few months back, you couldn't find anyone that could come work for you. Um, so Given the climate that we're in today, companies need to start um, implementing a recruiting process beyond just, we just interview. Um, Interviewing is great and it's definitely a a huge part of the interview process, of the recruiting process at a company, but there has to be a step-by-step system that you follow um, that helps you weed out the bad people from the good people. Um, There's assessment tools. I think they're great. Um, assessment tools, there's behavioral ones, personality ones, there's self-specific ones. Um, what my clients and I work with is a self-specific assessment that actually tells you this person is someone that you want to spend your time with in the recruiting process. 
this is someone that you don't want to spend your time with in the recruiting process. So it allows companies to just spend so much time on the right people and not waste their time looking through resumes of people that are never going to sell. So I definitely suggest having a process, implementing assessment tools, especially the ones that are able to recommend you or not recommend you to someone. Um, And then the last thing I would say is um, if you want someone to succeed, right, you you have to give them the roadmap to succeed. You can't just hire someone and say, hey, welcome to the team, go sell something. Um, I I definitely think that you need to bring somebody in and, and teach them this is how you get to be successful in my company at the role that you're, you're working at, right? These are the objections you're going to deal with. This is who we talk to. This is our 30 second commercial. This is our sales process. Cause if you leave people to go figure it out, two things are going to happen. One, they're going to get frustrated and they're going to leave or two, they're just going to sit there. Right. Um, to which if you give them a process and you have metrics and you have goals that it's easy for them to know, okay, at the end of 30 days, this is where I should be. And it's easy for you to know as a sales leader, is this person that I have in place getting closer to where I want them to be as a sales leader? So now let's look at the other side of the coin. What about to that prospective sales hire out there? What are some things that they should be doing and what are some things that are kind of red flags when you see that? I would say... um, you know, as, as a sales hire, what, what, what we tend to see is, is salespeople are, are great at selling themselves, right? And it doesn't necessarily mean that they can sell. You've probably came across this at some point um, when you've hired people where you have someone great, they sound great, they look great, the resume looks great, they've been in the industry for a long time, and then they show up and nothing happens, Right. Um, And that's really because I found that companies were just looking for the wrong thing in the interview process. And candidates are really good, especially salespeople, really good at selling themselves. And it doesn't necessarily mean that they're bad people or bad salespeople. It just means that for the role that you're hiring for at your company, they may not be the best fit. So is there a behavior that you see that's like, okay, this person's all talk, no action, or is there some things that are obvious to you at a glance that maybe a a lay person doesn't really see? Yeah, there's some things. So for example, um, so what, one of the things that we test for is need for approval, right? And, and we test for need for approval because uh, people who have a high need for approval they're great at getting in front of people, right? They're great at getting in the door because people who have a high need for approval, they have a high need to be liked. So because I have a high need to be liked, I'm going to make myself be so likable that I can go in, knock on doors, and people will take an appointment with me. Um, They don't tend to like conflict. They don't tend to ask the tough questions. Um, So if that's what happens with someone with a high need for approval, guess what's not going to happen? They're not going to ask the tough question of, will you buy from me? Because if I have a high need for approval, right, I really want you to like me. When it comes down to closing time, I am asking a hard question. And it may not be a hard question to you, but to them, it's a hard question. 
right? And, and because I have such a high need for approval and I want you to like me, I just won't ask it. And then hopefully at some point, eventually, um, you'll buy from me. So that's one of the things that we test for in the interview process. And um, typically what, what I hear from someone that has a high need for approval, when I ask the question of what's more important to you in, in, in the sales process, typically someone that has a high need for approval will say, well, you know, the prospect has to like me first, or I can't, I can't do a hard close or, you know, if the prospect wants me to spend um, more time doing the dog and pony show, I'll, I'll just do it because that's what they're asking for. Um, so a lot of times it's just kind of those small little things. Um, sometimes somebody with a high need for appro- approval will say, I just, you know, people really need to like me. I ha- Once they like me, I'll sell them. And although being likable in the sales process is important, um, there comes a time in the sales process where it's time to ask the tough questions, right? And, 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 and there's times when you need to ask the business and we tend to find that people with that need for approval are not very effective at doing that. So now the companies that you serve, what is the pain they're having right before they hire you? What is um, kind of their, what are symptoms of, of them being in need of your services? Yeah, so typically um, the, the challenges that we hear are either we've tried to hire people in the past and it's just been so hit or miss. Some people work out, some people don't, and we're not sure what's the difference between the ones that do and the ones that don't. Um, there's also people that have said, you know, we've just spent so much time spending money, training, onboarding, hiring, um, and the people that we have are just not sticking. You know, and, and, and we can't afford to keep making the same mistakes over and over and over. Um, and then the third one, um, it's we, we've taken people through the sales process, you know, people that we thought would make it, people that come from the industry, people that have a network, people that when I sat there and they sold me on them, I was sold, right? So I knew that I had to have them at my company. And then they showed up at my company and they didn't sell anything. I couldn't get anything out of them. And I'm not sure what, you know, what it takes to be a strong salesperson, what it takes for us to hire someone. Um, So those are typically the challenges that we come across. Companies just having a hard time scaling because they're the only ones doing the selling. And they know that in order for them to get to where they want to go, they got to get people in place, but they've been burnt in the past. Um, I would say those are the top four that we come across. And then are you kind of industry agnostic or do you specialize in like startups or uh, technology or healthcare or finance? We do. So we're, we're industry agnostic. However, the, the, the industries that we tend to make the most impact with have been the technology space, the uh, professional services space, um, and surprisingly, we, we've had a lot of, um, of success, too, with startups. Um, and I say surprisingly because a lot of people think, you know, they're, they're startup mode. It's usually just the CEO doing the selling. But, you know, startups have a, a really good way of getting ramped up quickly. And they know that in order for them to get to where they want to go quickly, they got to get the right person in place quickly. So that's that, that's been a great industry for us. So your process works if they use that traditional kind of SDR, you know, to an account person, a customer success demo, like that kind of methodology, your system works in that? 
it does. And, and typically what happens when a company chooses to engage with us, it's, it's a conversation in the, in the prospect process where we talk about, Hey, where are you at now? Where do you want to be? And what's the gap keeping you away from that? And a lot of times we have conversations and they think that they need an inside salesperson. And from our conversation, we find out that no, really what you need is an outside salesperson. And although the process, the recruiting process is the same, the criteria changes. Um, So that criteria that changes is what we test for in the assessments as well as the interview process we take candidates through. Now, when you're working with a client, are you also helping them kind of create that uh, um, process for sales hire success? Or is your job end with finding the right person for them? So what we do is, since I come from a training background, I truly believe in training. I truly believe in how powerful it is to give people the skills to go out and and do something. Um, So... What, what we do is we, we teach companies what is this five-step process. Um, I would much rather give someone the skills where they can learn them, take them, and then eventually they get to the point where they're hiring 10, 20, 30 people and they don't need me for that. Um, so it's just going in and, and teaching the process. And if, if, if um, there's reinforcement involved, if there's a question, um, then it becomes more of a coaching conversation just because you're, they already know the process, right? It's just a matter of tweaking just um, the execution of it. Now, are your clients primarily in the Dallas area or do, or do you work all over the country? We're all over, uh, all over the U.S. Um, since we are based in Dallas, the majority of them are in Dallas just because the network is here and, and we've been here. Um, but it's all over the U.S., and if somebody wanted to learn more and have a more substantive conversation with you or somebody on your team, uh, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Website or um, other social media channels? Yeah, there's two ways. Um, they, they can visit us at the website, improve-growth.com. Um, they can also connect with me on LinkedIn at Brisa Renteria. Um, so, and, and then um, if anyone is interested, I'm, I'm doing a, a webinar on November 12th um, around how to hire strong salespeople before you hire them. So there's three ways to connect with us. And then they can find that information at your website, improve-growth.com. You got it. Good stuff. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story and congratulations on all the success. Thanks for having me. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We will see you all next time on Dallas Business Radio. Dallas Business Radio.